In his time, he was the coolest secret agent alive. This is not his time. Thanks. Austin Powers. Welcome back to Half-Ass Movie Reviews, and today we're taking a break from uh, the James Bond series and moving on to another gentleman spy. Thank God. <laughs> Austin Powers, International, International Man, Man of Mystery. Mystery. And my name is John, by the way. And my name is Matt. And we're actually going to be drinking some beers there on this show. Well, Matt just said he didn't like it. But... Yeah, John's trying to force this warm room temperature IPA. See, he's he looks like, well, that's blurry as hell, so. Oh, my God. Video uh, watchers, if you can see, John's dressed up like. A, <laughs> now this isn't a traditional flannel, okay? This is like, it's it's not flannel material. I, I can't really explain what it is. It's like extra soft and fuzzy, but from the way I look at it, with the with the jeans that he never wears because he always wears sweatpants. That with the IPA, I just feel like he's he's headed to Brooklyn for the night with the hipsters. And, <laughs> you know that that's kind of the vibe he's putting out. I was trying to actually put out like for all our viewers, like I wanted them to see like what you know I can clean up and I can look nice when ready. Right, but I think you went a little too far and mm. to the left. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I understand. So. No taken. Um. I'll regroup, and when we film Let's Talk mm. tomorrow, I'll fix myself to yeah. your better to your liking. Please. Okay. Uh, but this is actually disgusting, and I don't think I'm going to have any more. No? All right. Well, I'd rather a Budweiser or a Bud Light. I'm sorry. But anyway, let's talk about Austin Powers. Okay, yeah. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, was directed by Jay Roach, written by Michael Myers, and it came out in 1997 and turned out to be a pretty big hit at the time. So now, when he wrote this do you think this is around the time when he was in that shack for about a year down by the river <laughs> well that was chris farley who lives in a shack down by the river no, I'm, I'm referring to halloween five. Oh yes when he found the time right yep you know that's always been something with mike myers right off the bat is the name mike myers right and yeah. actually i know you haven't seen it yet but i think you have a baby driver the edgar mm. wright film yes. there's a joke in there where they say they tell him, go get some Michael Myers masks because they're going to rob a bank or something like that. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween man. This is a Halloween mask. Okay. No. And, and he yeah. shows up without with Austin Powers mask. And he's yeah. like, you said get Michael Myers mask. He's like, I meant the Halloween character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, funny. I've always found it weird. What is, and he, I think he goes by Mike Myers, right? He does, yes. Yeah, so, you know, good it's thing. It's not Michael. Yeah. It's not Michael, thank God. Although, uh, at the time of was recording, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for, you know, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Not for Halloween Ends, if you can believe that. While recording this? At the time of this, well, not while. Oh, at the time of this recording. Yeah, yes. she had just won it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for her, I guess. I mean, terrible movie, but... I hate you so much. <laughs> I hated it. I know you did. Terrible movie. Not but fun at all. Pretty ironic she won, though, in the same year that a uh, Halloween film came out. Mm. You know, she didn't win for Halloween, though. It was a bad Halloween movie, too. It was. Overall bad year for movies, right? Nah, I thought, we had Top Gun Maverick. And, I thought it was a Batman. great year for movies. Yeah, the Batman got fucking screwed at the Oscars. Michael Giacchino didn't get it for the score. They no. never bring good movies to the Oscars, though. <sighs> That's the problem. This year, actually, Top Gun did get nominated for Best Picture, though. And that should have cleaned up if it was... No, even... everything swept. Everything, everywhere, all at Which once. is insane. Yeah. That was a and then Brendan movie. Fraser won for Best Actor for The Whale. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. From the Mummy. Yeah, no, no, I know who it was. I, I didn't know he put a movie out. Yeah, that just should show you guys like how out of the loop Matt is with movie news. He just physical media, video games, 
that's it. Yeah, I keep up on everything for the movie news. As yeah, far as like, but, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I guess I can't really argue that. You can't, because Darren Ariosky. I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Darren Aronofsky put out The Whale, which is what he won Best Film, uh, Best Actor for. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Actually, somebody asked us if I was picking it up to do a Blu-ray review for. Yeah, so I basically I just watch the movies that I enjoy, that I like, mm-hmm. and uh, you're more of a genre film fan. We've discovered as the time is going on, whereas I kind of float around with the films that the Oscars do seem to like, except not all of them. There's some there's some bullshit like Pearl would no, Maya Goth never got a nomination. That deserved it. I love that movie. You still I haven't, haven't seen, seen that yet. Yeah, because you keep you telling me a 4K is well, coming out, so I didn't pick up the Blu-ray. I didn't pick it up either because the third in that trilogy, Maxine, is coming out this year. And A24, they put out their 4Ks themselves, and it's just very random. Except for Hereditary, that has its own 4K, but I don't know. It's really tough. What to about th- the Black Phone? Was that them or no? Mm, that was that A24. No, that's Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Okay. That's Blumhouse because that's the guy. Because I've been holding on out because I like that movie and, it, and the Blu-ray is only like ten bucks now. I don't know if it'll get a four K because those two guys are the same guys who I told you made Sinister and that's still only on Blu-ray. Never got a four K either. Mm. But anyway, we're here to talk about Austin Powers. We keep getting off topic, and that's what we're here to talk about. So Austin Powers, I actually saw the Spy Who Shagged Me first. No, no way. No, you saw this one first. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Before the second one even came out, yeah. I'd probably seen this pretty early on in its life, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, well, The Spy Who Shagged Me came out in 99. I still vividly can remember the, uh, what do they call those, like... Trailers? No, not the trailers. Like, huh. when you go to Blockbuster, they have a big wall space available just for one movie. Oh, Like, yeah. where you can rent, like... Big displays. Like, or... a big display in the back for Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Now, I didn't even know it was a sequel because it's called Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. So, yeah. I saw that, and um, one of the guys my mom was dating at the time told me about The International Man of Mystery. So, we went back to Blockbuster and rented the original. So, that's how I saw the original. So, I didn't see that until 1999. So, when did the first one come? Out. 1997. I said that at the beginning. You did, okay. Yeah, yep. I just I wasn't paying attention. Of course you weren't. Why would you? It's just me speaking, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, of course not. And besides Michael Myers being the star of this film, this film also features Elizabeth Hurley in this in this film as Veronica Cunningham or Vanessa. Van- Vanessa Cunningham. No. Vanessa Cunningham. Cunningham. Kensington. Kensington. <laughs> Cunningham was the. Uh, Their names when they go to the poker. Richie Cunningham. Yeah, and my wife, Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since we've been doing the James Bond films, we figured, you know what? Austin Powers is basically a satire or a spoof of the James Bond movies. And you really notice them when you're doing the rewatches of the Connery movies. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And did you notice all that stuff when you were rewatching Austin Powers yesterday? Oh, yeah. Very widely improved over the Connery movies. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. It, they just, it, but this is a perfect movie. It I is. love Austin Powers. It is almost a five-star <laughs> comedy, and oh, yeah. it's just the jokes just never. It's a joke a minute. If some don't hit, you got another one lined up, all ready to go. And mm-hmm. I've always wondered about his look. Um, is it because he, they're trying to make him look ugly because he's supposed to be the opposite of James Bond? They want to make him look like a regular British guy. Yeah, I, I never actually even questioned why they made him look like that because it's he's not handsome it's ridiculous yeah, yeah the bad teeth <laughs> yeah the pale white milky skin the the chest hair yeah that's the, shaped like a dick yeah <laughs> 
sucks. And the, <laughs> just the outfits he wears, the male symbol. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, I don't know why they chose... I was trying to figure that out yesterday. I'm like, looks, I guess that's how they dressed in the 60s. Well, maybe, but like Sean Connery, Roger... Like, it feels like he was purposely supposed to be the opposite mm. of like what James Bond looks like. But yet the women still love him. Yeah. As they say in the movie, women want to be with him and men want to be him. Yep. Which is the same exact problem I have. And like I said, Dr. Evil's look is based on Blofeld from the uh, early Sean Connery, James Bond films. More specifically, Donald Pleasant's look in those films. Which we haven't seen yet. Yes, yeah, so you haven't seen that, so you haven't noticed it. But yeah, that look, you know, the vein-like scar thing running down his face. The yep. weird-looking costume that he wears all the time, that gray suit. Mm-hmm. That's all based on Blofeld. And the voice, actually, this kind of put a real uh, dent in Dana Carvey and Mike Myers' relationship is... The voice is based on Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live. I think people have to know who's in charge because, and everyone has to have a direct route to you. Summers in Rangoon, luge lesson. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. But it was Dana Carvey's impression of Lauren Michaels, and he felt like Michael Myers stole it for Dr. Evil and didn't give him credit for it. Like, the voice he's doing is an impression of Lauren Michaels. And the, Lauren Michaels? He's like the creator, the executive producer of Saturday Night Live. Okay. So he basically comes, you know, he's the head honcho there. Okay. So they would make fun of him, and Danny Carvey would always do an impression of him that was really good. Okay. And essentially, that's the impression that Michael Myers is doing as Dr. Evil in this film. So, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Dana Carvey kind of felt like Mike Myers betrayed him in a bit. You really? know, they're friends, you know, from the Wayne's World movies and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Felt like he kind of stole his idea. What was Lauren saying... Um, I still have no fucking first act. A little now, fun fact for you. Another fun fact. Dr. Evil was actually not even supposed to be played by Michael Myers. Really? Yep. Jim Carrey. Spoken! No shit. Yep. Can you imagine? Yeah. And the only reason he didn't was because of Liar Liar scheduling conflict. They were filming at the same time. Uh, I would have rathered him be here than have Liar Liar, I feel like. <sighs> Liar Liar is a classic. It is a good one. If you can make Austin Powers better. I mean, I I like that Mike Myers did it also, but... Dr. Evil's perfect in this movie. He is. He is great. And I want... But Jim Carrey, man. That could have been pretty cool. That could have been. I agree. But this movie opens up just like an old James Bond movie where, you know, they're in chase already. They're pursuing Dr. Evil. No, I just, it doesn't. It opens up right around the table. Well, on the table, but Dr. Evil's trying to get away. No, he's not. Yeah, it does. What are you, crazy? It, the movie opens up to Dr. Evil's lair, and, he, and, he could, and he's talking to all the henchmen around the lair. Okay. And then the next scene is Austin uh, doing the... Um, Dance in the streets. Dancing in the while streets. While the opening credits. Yeah, and then, that, and then he jumps in the car, and then Basil Exposition says... He's at the psychedelic pussy club, pussy cat club, and then they go there, and he and he said it's a happening time or whatever, and then Doctor Evil shoots the thing. The, he punches the waitress, right? Yeah. It's a man, man. Punches him right in the face. If you notice, they switch actors, and it's yes. a man. Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Yep. And then he and then he picks him up. He's got a knife. And then he picks him up. And then uh, he while he's holding him, he's like, "Where's Doctor Evil?" And then he gets the harpoon in the back. Yeah. And then he drops him, and Austin goes, "There's the bastard!" <laughs> and, he, and he runs up the stairs and chases him. Then he freezes himself. Okay. So Come, yeah. Mr. Bigglesworth. So you had a pretty good idea of how the opening was. I guess yes. you memorized that a lot better than I did. I did forget like that. Yeah, we don't see Doctor Evil's face that entire time when they're back in the 60s right yes yep you just see him petting the cat 
That's it. Just like we see Blofeld in the early James Bond movies, just mm-hmm. petting the cat. No, he didn't kill everybody the first time. He he killed everybody the second time around the table when we had Will Ferrell. And, yeah, well, everyone who's like yes. still around. But yeah, he didn't kill anyone here because now he took off. And what do they call him? Like, what was the name of the ship? Well, he cryogenically froze himself in this pod, which somehow was a big boy into in the big boy statue. Yeah. Yes, and he take he takes off into space. And then, thirty years later, the big boy comes. The big back. boy comes back. We're we're at some army base. Comes up on the screen. Then uh, they, the one sergeant realizes what's going. What's going? He calls his assistant. Pack my overnight bag. Feed, feed my, my fish. fish. <laughs> and uh, then we go to the where they have the, all the other famous all people. the famous people to unfreeze Austin Powers. Yeah. He's been frozen for thirty years. And who else? Lily. Who else was there? I was. I had. I never really pay attention and catch the um, other people. I know. I think so yeah, they walk past the first one they see was Gary Coleman. Oh, uh, okay. Which R.I.P. Then Vanilla Ice. Uh, still around. Not relevant. And then it was Austin Powers. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe Michael Jackson was in there. I was like, oh, no, I remember there being more for some reason, but I guess it was just those two. Yeah, I guess. And then Austin Powers, they unfreeze him, and he has trouble controlling his voice. <laughs> well, before we even get to that, this was always one of my favorite jokes and pieces of the movie was when he was peeing oh yeah the extraction oh yeah and he's, he's peeing and extraction come incubation come 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 and then full scream again yeah <laughs> that was always one of my favorite things i don't know why uh, i was a young kid yeah, so yeah. Like, pee and poop jokes were the best yeah at the time especially yeah i was young yeah. I, I can't even remember how old i was maybe like 12 when this came out i don't remember i mean you, basic math will tell you that you were eight but that's fine good job is that right well 97 how do you do it that quick 89 to 97 is eight years that's it okay so yeah. i was eight yeah i wasn't even 10 years old when i was watching Austin yeah Powers. yeah i know i i told you guys the story I'll tell it again when we get to the spy who shagged me about what happened when I first saw that movie. I was only not allowed to see one movie for a while. It was the spy who shagged me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to get to that. Yeah, now. yeah. I quoted it a lot. So, you know, I'll tell you guys when we get there. Definitely a little bit of trouble. Well, you know, he I didn't know what horny meant. And he's asking girls to shag oh. and, this, and all these movies. You know, he's like, <laughs> do I make you horny, baby? Do I make you randy? Like... Oh, but, you, you you went up to people asking them if I made them horny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like the way he's saying it, he's like, I don't go around ever asking people if I make them horny. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's funny. Like when they actually they're unfreezing him and everything, and he's like, he and they like tell him about like, the '90s and everything. He's like, as long as everyone's having free sex, free amiscuous sex, and you if, know, if everyone's having promiscu- promiscuous, unprotected sex, and experimenting <laughs> with mind-expanding drugs, then I'll be sound as a pound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they just look at him like, "All right, like, that ain't yeah, happening." <laughs> that's exactly what is not happening anymore. Yeah. unfortunately. Hooray, capitalism! <laughs> Austin, we won. <laughs> but you know the the sixties <laughs> must have been a great time. You know, the swinging sixties. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies where Europe was like that, like in the sixties, and it looks like it's they're having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Just, like everyone's out in the streets dancing, like ha- banging each other. Yeah, trying exactly. All these drugs. And of it was, course, it was a okay. A okay, and then you know we know what happens. Uh, AIDS came around and a bunch of other STDs to ruin the day. Mm. You know, that's when things get dark. Yeah. But not in the 60s. That's when things were still fun. So Austin missed that whole dark era. 
I guess he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's all confused when they bring him to '97, and he can't. And Veronica, uh, Veronica, Vanessa just won't right. have sex with him. Yes. Yeah, so we are unfrozen now, and uh, we're adjusting back to coming back to life, I guess. And now we are at the uh, where he's getting his things back, the, and he gets his his suit, his crushed velvet white shirt, and then. The the Burt Bacharach plays, <laughs> plays his hits record, and then the next thing was the Swedish made penis enlarger pump. Yep, <laughs> and, uh, he just does not want to accept and acknowledge that it was his. Yeah, but yet he wrote a book on it. And then he got the 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 receipt, <laughs> the warranty, the warranty, the book. This kind of thing is, is my, my bag, bag, baby. I uh, Austin Powers. He goes, ah, just sign the form. Ah. Uh, uh, like he, that's it. What can you say when they got a book and on he him? And he's like, please sign here. All right, I'll sign just to keep things moving. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It is. And then they bring him to his jumbo jet, which is just <laughs> yeah. a seven. Oh, my God. When he's in the jet and then he starts talking to her and he's doing the, uh, the checklist. <laughs> Name, Austin Danger Powers. <laughs> Sex? Yes, please. Yes, please. And then uh, he's like, Vanessa, I want to show you something. And, and then the... he unbuckles from the beanbag. Yeah! He seatbelted into the beanbag. I bag. never realized that to the yesterday. This little psychic. Oh, my God. Yeah, amazing movie. It just, every scene is hysterical. So now we're on the bed, right? And then uh, he's like, uh, come over here. I won't bite hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes over there and he, and he starts talking to her i forget what he says and then he slaps a button the bed st- the disco lights come on the bed starts spinning music comes on and then he goes oh turbulence i fell over oh i fell I'm over again, again. <laughs> do i make you horny? he's posing on it he's just trying to bang yeah well that's the joke is that in the 60s like the early connery films where you know like that's all you needed to do that's yeah. all you just really had to corner him and yeah. i guess and he doesn't understand now that you know they they could say no and that's exactly what vanessa says she literally said to him i wouldn't care if the only reason we were having sex was for procreation i still wouldn't have sex with you yeah yeah you know that really hurts i've had a woman say that to me really that's bad yeah that's low i mean they really like to get to the fact that you would rather earth just die than have sex with you like that's saying something yeah i wouldn't go around swinging that one (laughs) why i think that's an honor not many women are willing to whip out that old insult, but, you know, they call the greatest hit for a reason. Okay. <laughs> well, who, who's the one who said something about that last time? Rico? <laughs> Rico. About your poor batting average or something yeah, like that? Yeah, <laughs> Rico did bring up the poor batting average. Yeah, Two well, for two is batting a thousand. I don't know about that. All right. Okay. Anyway. What happens after they land? On. Yeah. Well, do they go back to, like, oh, the nation of, what are the Ministry of Defense? Ministry of Defense. Where we, again, we see Basil Exposition, which I love that his name is Basil Exposition. That, is that where we are? Oh, well, no, we haven't gone to see Dr. Evil yet, who was also unfrozen in his Nevada uh, lair. Mm-hmm. Under volcan- volcanic lair. Yes. <laughs> and that's where we get uh, Will Ferrell around the table. The, the Irish guy with the Lucky Charms. Something O'Malley, I think. It's yeah. definitely some stereotypical Irish name. And then Random Task. Random Task, which instead of throwing his hat, like Odd Job, he yeah. throws a shoe. And just at, like at a statue also, knocks it off with the shoe. Odd Job and Random Task. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. See Frau Varsisna, whatever the fucking her name is. Nailed it. Yeah. Right? And, and uh, I'm not even close, but... 
It's close, but... And then he dumps Will Ferrell down into the chute because of, unfortunately, Mr. Bigglesworth lost his hair because mm. they didn't account for a cat being in there. And right, he designed the, the freezing pod the, or whatever it was. Yeah, the big boy. He's the guy behind that whole thing. So they dump him in there. And also, I was thinking about this. This is 1997, so Will Ferrell, at this point, you know, he was really just on SNL. And it might be did early he, in his SNL years. Did he do Jane Silent Bob yet? No, Jane Silent Bob's 2001, four years wow. later. He okay. did this end, because I'm pretty sure he's in The Spy with Shagney also. Or maybe Oh, not. he might be. Is yeah, he I the other, he plays the same part, right? I, I think? think so, yeah, I think you're right. Actually. On the road, when he gets kicked off yeah, the cliff. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, in this one, he falls down there into the fire pit. We assume he's dead. But he starts screaming. <laughs> this is just one of yeah. the. This is the, one of the best. He's <laughs> just telling them like what to do. I'm badly. Someone I'm, I'm help me! I, I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. And then, yeah. like, and then we keep screaming and like just talking. And then he's like, one second, picks up the phone. Uh, yeah. No, not dead. Badly burned. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the guy comes in. You hear them walk down the hallway, <laughs> unlock the door. <laughs> And then he goes, oh, help me. And then he shoot, you shot me. You, <laughs> you shot, shot me in, in the, the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots him again, finishes him off, and then they move on. <laughs> they get back to their uh, their conversation. And then we talk about, oh, then number two comes in. Yeah, he introduces it. number two. Yes. His name? Number, number two. two. <laughs> Tells him about uh, whatever, Viacon or Viacon, whatever the name Virtricon. of Virtricon, whatever the name of their company is that has, you know, they own a bunch of fucking oil refineries, cable networks, basically. And they, a factory that makes models of mini factories. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, honestly, genius. Like, uh, I guess. You know, why not? You know, someone's got to do it, and hey, might as well be the people who do it, right? Okay. You know, it's like those companies that put out their own uh, knockoffs. That, that way you're just double dipping on your own stuff anyway. Yeah, that's true. You just get all the money. Who does that? Um, all the big ones. Like, I know that I found out about this recently in the movie House of Gucci, that Gucci would basically do their own knockoffs and really? sell them, yeah. So, huh. they would just make cheaper versions of their own stuff just to make more money. And say that they were counterfeit. Huh. It's genius. It is a good idea, yeah. yeah well, that's why me and you do this, and they sell some of the world's most famous clothing. One of them's got my initials, Michael Kors. Really? Yep. Yeah, because nobody else in the world has the initials MK. My initials Sorry. are just kidding. Go fucking figure. You're a joke. Again, not the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but basically now, Dr. Evil, because Dr. Evil knows no other way, but even the fact that his business is making $9 billion a year on its own, mm. not having to be evil, it doesn't make sense, so he wants to hold the world hostage for, for $1 million. $1 million. <laughs> and then he finds out that that's not really a lot of money anymore. Yep. So. I mean, it's a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to me, but he's, he's Dr. Evil. He has to be the head of a worldwide corporation that does only evil things. Like, could possibly be an evil petting zoo. Know, yeah, something yeah. evil's involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then after this, when they finally do hold the world hostage, that's when we go back to Austin at uh, the Ministry of Defense, and we see Basil Exposition again. Which, you know why they call him Basil Exposition, right? Mm, I'm sure it's a play on something. Well, exposition. Exposition is like what they provide to the viewer to understand the plot of a movie. 
That's right, called okay. exposition. So what is he doing? He's providing the plot. He's, gotcha. giving, he's, okay. he's giving you all the information you need to know. Right, Hence okay. the name Basil Exposition. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yep. And we also, while he's in there, like, you know, they're showing him all the gadgets and like she brings him over to a thing with dental floss, toothpaste, and he figures out what it all is. And she's like, well, n not exactly. Uh, Actually, hold that thought. Actually, <laughs> keep talking. We've made a lot of jumps in dental technology since the 60s, and he gets offended. And actually, this is the first time I ever noticed he sucks his lips in when he does this. Yes, he does when Basil <laughs> comes in because he, now he's starting to be self-conscious of his teeth. Yeah, he's starting to get very worried about his teeth, and I thought this was hysterical, actually. And <laughs> his mom walks in, and he wants to introduce her, and and she's you know she's not the best-looking broad I've ever seen. And he uh, what's it called? He punches her right in the face. He thinks, oh shit, it's a man because this yeah. has happened to him a lot. <laughs> and he doesn't understand that that is actually. <laughs> His real mom. He's like, are you mad, Austin? <laughs> that is my mother you hit there. You got to admit, she looks kind of manly. <laughs> <laughs> she at least got beat with the ugly stick. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells them that again, basically, he's, they got to go to Vegas, which I thought was really cool because apparently, Dr. Evil's Lair, somewhere in the Nevada desert, for mm. people who aren't aware of this country, uh, Vegas is surrounded by the desert. Yes, it is. It's a city in the desert. That's why if you ever seen Casino, a lot of holes out there. Right. A lot of holes. Uh, they get to Vegas and they go out on a, for a night out on the town oh, okay. to do some investigation. They they get some to the casino. Work. Yes, so they're at uh, they're at the casino. They're playing some blackjack. Blackjack with uh, number two. Number two, and we get introduced to a lot of China. <laughs> I thought you said that your name was a lot of. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the Italian bird. Yeah. Oh, the Italian bird. Oh, she meant nothing to me. I'm honest. <laughs> so they, uh, oh, so we, we excuse ourselves from the table and we go to the bathroom. Now, before that, they do want to, like, have a pissing contest over playing blackjack. And, oh, yeah. And this is actually my favorite part in the whole movie because... I'll stay yeah. <laughs> on a five. <laughs> <laughs> Number two has 17. 21 wins blackjack. So he, the only way you can hit blackjack is to get four more cards. 17 would be a pretty good hand. He has a good shot at winning. He says, hit me. Well, he's got the, he's got the iPad oh, yeah, that, that reads see. the card and he sees the four yeah, coming so, up. So he knows he's going to hit blackjack. And the, and the deal is like, sir... I suggest you stay. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no, hit me. I like to live dangerously. And then Austin Powers' turn, he gets a five. And he's like, I'll stay. And he goes, I'll stay. <laughs> and he goes, sir, I suggest you hit. I also like to live dangerously. But there's no outcome where you can even come close to winning unless he busts. Yeah. <laughs> so he immediately loses. And then they go to the bathroom where we see, have you seen a man? Or nothing at all. Uh, or anything at all. Because he's blind. A blind bathroom. A blind bathroom attendant. That's the job you should get. You'd be a great bathroom attendant. I would never be able to go to work. I can't be in a public bathroom for like that. Yeah, but you're not using the public facilities. But you gotta breathe the air of it. You do, but you also hand out mints. No. You keep the place sanitary. No. I would... No. No. <laughs> no I can't breathe that... I, I fucking... I, in and out. I don't <laughs> shit in a public bathroom. Well... Tom Arnold had to take a shit. Well, that looks like a nicer one. That is. Well, it's Vegas. Yeah, so that one was 
probably not as bad. No, they probably clean those every hour. If, yeah, so that, that that's not as bad. No, those places, they pay. And, you know, obviously, it's Vegas. Hmm. And then this is also when the Irish guy tries to kill him when they're in the bathroom. So Tom Arnold mistakes him for taking a shit. And he's like thinks he's in there struggling. Yes. And he's like, come on, grab a hold of something. Bite we're, your lip. We're going to get through this. <laughs> I'm not a courtesy flush. And then he's, you know, drowning the fucking guy with the lucky charms. And he's like... Who does number two work for? Yeah, yeah you tell that turd who's boss. <laughs> and then, you know, they come out and makes the joke. My God, what did you eat? Yeah. And then they're out of there. And what's the next scene? Do we go back to the... At some point here, we go back to Dr. Evil's and they're going over stuff. Maybe or... they're leaving the casino. Because I remember he's like, oh, there you are. He's like, do I know you? No, but there you are. But there you are. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one thing I was noticing. That might have been before. I'm not sure. That was before, because they go sit at the table. It's, like, right there. Okay. But, yeah, they had the camera and handheld there. I noticed that. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they were just walking around getting some footage. It looked weird like that. Yeah, maybe. You know? It looked like it was on location in Vegas a lot of this. you never know. But, you know, a lot of the costume design is based on the 60s and everything, and everything they're wearing, like, (laughs) later on when they're actually trying to get a tour of Dr. Evil's lair of the, the front company. And the clothes that they're fucking wearing, yeah. and the camera that they use, the big lens, like that joke was funny. Yep. But we also get introduced at some point to Scott, which is played by Seth Green. Yes. Which is the first movie well, wearing a Kurt Cobain shirt. Yes. Well, it was only three years after at this point. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Sad. Okay. Who is uh, basically Doctor Evil's son? They used his balls. They used his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they used his balls. Well, I mean, technically, they're not all the way wrong. <laughs> they used this. They froze his semen, and, and we would find out in the second movie who his mother is. Do you remember? It's Frau, right? Yep. Remember yeah. they reveal it on Seinfeld? Uh, not yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, Jerry. Spray, Jerry Springer. Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No future spoilers. Though. No future spoilers. So that's a spoiler alert. In this one, you know, they they don't get along. They, actually, I wouldn't like Seth Green if he was my son. The way he comes in there telling a story about him and his friend being obnoxious. That's like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, a little bit, right? Well, eh, it was the '90s. It was the '90s. Well, I'm just saying. And then he's like, and that's how you like to live your life, is it? Yeah. When he goes, yeah, like, goes to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> goes to hit the button. Yeah. I and then she smacks him. Yep. <laughs> you want to see how Scott Dad does? He's <laughs> holding his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but a little bit later, these two go to um, father-son therapy to help build yes, their relationship. Yes, where Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, yes. I didn't know if you'd catch that. Yep, that's yeah. a young Carrie Fisher. Yep. A young Carrie Fisher? I guess. I'm guess middle aged. I mean, she's no, dead now. Not Princess Leia. No, no, this is 97. So the last time a Star Wars out, she was what, 82, 83. When is uh, Return of the Jedi? Yeah, well, I think it's 82. So anyway, that's the last big thing she was in. I would say before that. She I was mean, also in Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, she was in Jane Silent Bob. Uh, she pops. She's in when Harry met Sally. Also, she pops up every now and again. Yeah. You know, but anyway, she's leading this group and. <laughs> The best is like, he's actually trying to kill me. And then she's like, you hear that? He's not actually trying to kill you. And then he's like, no, well, actually. Who, who else is going to, who's going to take over the world when I'm gone? Yeah. Who's going to take over the world? <laughs> it might feel like that to some of us. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. And like, then he gets up to tell his story and it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. He, the best line in here is like when he's talking about his father. He used to just say insane things like he invented the question mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, he used to accuse chestnuts of being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
My mom was a 16-year-old um, prostitute. <laughs> you know, pretty standard stuff, really. <laughs> the most <laughs> not standard stuff ever. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's like they're like okay all right maybe this movie's only pg-13 ah there's nothing in here that would draw r i mean they all feel like pg-13 movies don't you think there's no, nothing in here that's I, r that's... i just feel like they're adult movies i mean like the jokes are more like innuendos like you know there's a lot of visual gags like with the you know with the dick like later on in the movie when we yeah. see like you know every he keeps getting covered up or she's eating the hot dog or whatever that was that where his penis would be yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know but nothing actual like they don't even have sex i think there's no nudity. We don't no see shagging. any shagging. Yeah, there's no actual shagging. He has to learn his lesson. Are you gonna drink that beer? No, you can have All it. All right, cool. Pass it over here. It's gross. You're gross. He goes to a lot of Fatrina's penthouse. Yes, he does a little bit more recon work. Yes, he goes there and then uh, he shags her rotten. I shagged her. You have every right to be worried. I shagged her. I shagged her rotten. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, you can't just go. I was like, I hope you wore. I hope you had protection. Of course, I, I had, had my, my nine, nine millimeter. millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nineties, Austin. You can't just be going around shagging whoever you want without a condom. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I had my nine millimeter. She goes, no, Austin, a condom. He said, no, those are for sailors. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they're like, they're like, no, not that. And he's like, And then he's like, well, they should, those nasty buggers. They're going port, port to, to port. port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And we get actually like a little sad montage of him being like all the things he missed in the 90s. And he's going down the list. Jimi Hendrix, deceased drugs. And then he gets to the one person. All the people he knows. Yeah. yeah, and another one, ham sandwich, which is true. So one of that person, I think it was Mama something. She died from choking on a ham sandwich. Wow. That's how I want to go. Yeah, uh, no, I don't even like him. And that's when he's pumping up the Reeboks because he just found out about pumps. Yeah, uh, and then he's watching that video. They landed on the moon and he's like, and like he can't what believe the it. fuck? <laughs> the wall, the, the, like that the wall. The Berlin wall Berlin coming wall. down. Yep. And then he tries to listen to his a CD on his record player and that yeah. doesn't work. And then she wakes up and, and then, he, you know, Veronica, I'm going to keep saying it. Vanessa wakes up the next day. And they're going through all these major events that happened. And he's like, and I can't believe Liberace's gay. Yeah, women loved him. I <laughs> didn't see that one coming. So out of everything that he just saw, yeah. that he missed him. He's like, that's the one that's room for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, then then we get to the Vertricon tour. Yeah. Yeah, so then we're, now we're at Vertricon. And then the one guy that he takes is really tall and the other chick is really fat and yeah. they both fit in those clothes perfectly. Well, they go in and immediately come out. Yeah, so and then they, they also, the people, the guy doing the tour figures it out immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're on the chase and everything. Well, like as soon that. as they get into the back room, mm -hmm. the odd, odd job, uh, random task, clunks their heads together. Yep. But, all right, so now that they're, oh, so now they're at the table Yep. And Dr. Evil's feeding, and Scott's like, what, you're going to feed him now? Yeah. <laughs> I got a gun in my room. We can, we can shoot him. He's like, he's like, right now, we'll shoot them both. And he's like, no, I'm going to put him in an overcomplicated, easily escapable <laughs> situation. And just hope that everything goes according to plan. What? what? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, you just don't get it, Scotty, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a gun I got a in my room. <laughs> That's a preemptive shh. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the shish scene. Yeah, which they used. Did they use this one? What did they do in the zip next it. zip it? The zip it one took off like a fucking rocket. Yeah. The shish one wasn't as a big. Zipple. Yeah. <laughs> just know, that's a preemptive shh. Just know that I have a whole bag of shh. What's your, your name, name on it? it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is great. And this is also when he does take him away. Uh, number two shows on the fembots. 
for the first time, which, yes. you know, every time the Fembots come on, I, I'm honestly, the music choices are great. Yes, yes, Cause, yes. Because the first one is that boot song. And then the later it's uh, I Touch Myself, which oh, I, love I fucking song. love that I song. Love that the song, song itself too. is general, but that whole scene is great with Amazing. the This, he's dancing around in the underwear and he likes the cigarettes and he's just like oh, yeah yeah it's fucking you know fantastic it's it gold. looks horrible but it's, it's gold it's, it it's is gold. it's genius and but I, before that yeah is well, when he's there in the situation so lower the unnecessarily slow <laughs> dipping process yeah. one guard in there and <laughs> oh he'll, he'll say notice notice that the sharks have laser beams attached to their head and this is and then where d- um, number two clears yeah, his throat he goes <clears> throat> throat> <laughs> <laughs> while you were gone they went on the endangered species list yeah. and there would have been a lot of red tape we would have had to cleared and it would have took months yeah so he's like uh so, so we wh- got sea bass sea bass well, they are mutated sea bass. Are they ill-tempered? <laughs> yes, of course. Well, that's a start. It's a start. <laughs> start. <laughs> and, of course, they escape in a way with the, the dental floss. She gives it to him. And she's, he's like, okay, I get it. I have bad teeth. <laughs> no, Austin, use that to swing over. And then, and then they... he's got the toothpaste that he judo chops into the guard's face. And then he judo trips him. Did you notice he says yeah. that? <laughs> Judo trip. <laughs> and then puts him in the water, and one of the sea bass bite his head off, and then he mm-hmm. makes a bunch of headless puns. Yep. What a way! Not a good day to lose one's head. Yeah, he'll, he'll never, never be head of, of a, a corpor- of a corporation. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Okay, and then they just walk out. And then, and then this one is- of my favorite scenes when they get in. Actually, no. <laughs> so before we get to my favorite scene, I never really questioned this until last night. They're in this huge empty room and there's just a bunch of employees driving around on steamrollers oh yeah i know i don't know why the cement floor is perfectly flat but it's finished i know it's not even wet cement well you know they're just all driving around on steamrollers and then the one guard stands pretty far away screaming (laughs) stop stop screaming at the top of his lungs and then they just run him move move and then the thing is is once they run him over they get off yeah (laughs) they get off right away no point even being on there they hear the crunch and they're like and they turn it off and just jump off and then they get in that little cart they drive down the hallway and then he apologizes she (laughs) goes climbs up the ladder to go get help yeah then we skip a scene uh, well, we cha- we transition, and also that's another thing I want to bring up: the scene transitions. Oh yeah, the with, mid- the, with, the, with doing the music things. and like the weird stuff he's doing. He did the one with the arms. <laughs> yeah, or the meditating. I, I like that. Yeah, and the very end, he has actually an after credit scene where he's a photographer. Yes. He's got the glass in his head and he's yeah, telling yeah. him to move. Yeah, no, that's up. It's cool, like you so said. So I, I forget where we. He somehow ends up on the thing that he has to keep turning around. But it's he keeps but, getting it stuck. But it, he got he got it stuck. Yeah. Like impossible. Like they need. They definitely picked that up. Like when a machine and picked that up and put that there because there was no way in hell that they, he could actually do that. Really? I thought he could possibly. I just didn't. No, I think with enough long, time, it was way too long with the whole. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever notice later in the movie when they finally come back to invade the place, he jumps over. He jumps over. It's still stuck. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen this movie. A th- I just watched this in October too. Never noticed that that was really? still stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> he got it stuck so bad, no one moved it. Yeah. No. <laughs> But I, I forget what the it, 
because it's not just that because we transition back to him being completely stuck yeah first he was trying to turn around and then he, he's looking backwards but it's still in forward and he slams into the wall yeah and then eventually but the thing is is when he has it completely stuck he looks back every time yeah <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like someone's gonna come up behind him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm guessing like they do get out of here. I'm trying to remember. Oh, so now Dr. Evil... This is towards the end now. So Dr. Evil is in that plastic suit, right? Well... No, because they escaped. Oh, so yeah, Vanessa so got out. She, she got never. out, went to get help. He gets seduced by the fembots, but then he turns his mojo around on them. Yeah, and then that great, fantastic song plays while he strips and dances, and they blow all their heads off. Then. Vanessa runs by as he's dancing in his underwear. It's not what it looks like. Yeah, he explains, and now they're learning to trust each other. So she just says, "All right, Austin." Meanwhile, did you notice she's dressed like her mom from the beginning? Yeah, in the black leather. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Nice I like little that. throwback. And, and then uh, they now, all go in there now to attack. Well, now we get to Doctor Evil, and we're not in that. They're putting the drill together, and, and he's he, wearing that plastic Doctor No like suit. If you will. Okay. Yep. Which and which is obviously super slippery because he keeps falling on things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to pretend like he didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He falls off the chair. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Because the which honestly, we just watched the core. Mm-hmm. They drill to the center of this earth. Now it took how long for them to drill to the center of the earth? And the core? Yeah. Days. A couple days. Yeah. Couple days. So they drill to the center of the earth in what minutes in this because their whole plan, which is basically the opposite of course, is to drill to the center of the earth and have it set off a nuclear bomb that will turn all the volcanoes to erupt. Mm. Meanwhile, in the core, we want to put five nuclear bombs down there just to get the core going. So right. yes. this movie, uh, I don't think is. Uh, which one is right? I don't think either is what I'm going with. Mm. Okay. Probably, I don't think that there is a lot of fact behind both of these. Okay. So I don't know how long it takes to drill to the center of the earth because from what I understand, nobody has. At this point, all speculation. And then of course what happens in this type of thing, which actually is really funny, is because the countdown's going and it's getting close to one and the button's right behind Austin and it says abort on it and they have a guy who's just basically giving the countdown, that's his only job. Yeah. And Austin, they slow it down, it's just him jumping and hitting the red button. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a big deal. Abort. Abort. Yeah. Abort. Uh, Dr. Evil escapes, gets in his little, uh, the oh, big boy. Well, we can't forget about, while he's packing to escape, come on, Mr. Bigglesworth, and he takes out the Meow Mix. Yeah. Meow Mix, Meow, meow Mix. Meow Mix, please deliver. And this actually... Meow Mix, Meow Mix, please deliver. Actually, I some... want chicken, I want liver. <laughs> meow Mix, Meow Mix, please deliver. And actually, that's when Austin sneaks up, and then the line... We're not so different, you and I. Which would get a callback in Goldmember. Okay. I don't know. You haven't seen Goldmember in a long time, but they actually use that very clip in it. But yeah, when he jumps into the big boy again, takes off. We just assume that he's gone. He got away. Uh, we know that Random Task didn't get away though, because three months later, Austin and Vanessa, yes, they elope and they get married. And this is again where we get like those jokes where we don't see Vanessa's tits. They're blocking them and everything. Yeah. All the gifts yes. and everything. Yeah. You know, Mr. Uh, Basil Exposition, he's just telling him, like, you know, everything that happened. Where's Dr. Evil? We don't know. And then, this is, like, what I was saying about from Russia with Love. Random Task walks in, pushing a cart. Mm-hmm. And then, he, you know, he goes to throw a shoe. And he hits him in the head with a shoe. And he's like, he's like, why would you do that? Who throws a shoe? Honestly. <laughs> That's going to leave a lump. You know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
takes him down with the, uh, the, penis pump. the Swedish penis pump. <laughs> and then, you know, that's the end of our movie. We assume that Vanessa and Austin are going to live happily ever after. But there is a, two sequels to this, so we'll get to that yep. in the next time we do an Austin Powers film. Mm-hmm. So, Austin Powers, what would you think? It's a five-star comedy for me. I did give it four stars, but it's definitely a five-star comedy on the comedy basis. As you can see, I've been an Austin Powers fan for quite some time, as I have the VHS. Sorry about the angle change, guys. Uh, Yeah, the dog's been uh, a little annoying. (laughs) She's not having a good day, Lily. She knocked over the camera twice during this recording. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the... Where was I? Oh, so I've been a pretty long-time fan of Austin Powers, as I said. The original VHS, the DVD, and the Blu-ray. And I have all three of them on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Do you really? I have all three And I them. noticed that's a custom job that you got on the blue, on the DVD there. Is it? I, it yeah, might have been. It definitely think. didn't come in that green case. That's an Xbox case. No. No? Xbox is darker than this. Yeah? Yeah. It probably is a... I don't know, honestly. I don't remember. I've never seen a lime green case like that unless it was Shrek. Maybe it came from a Shrek DVD. That's possible. Yeah. I could see you liking at the time, you know, at that age, liking Austin Powers a little more than Shrek and yeah. swapping them out. Yep. Yeah. No, and um, speaking of which, the Blu-ray for this comes in a three-pack with Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Goldmember. Yeah, and all three of them. I am not a fan of the... Goldmember? No, just of the box. I don't like this three-pack. I would have liked them all separate. Um. Although I found out I do have that slipcover. You do have the slipcover. I do have the slipcover, yeah. I don't mind this one because all three of them are in order and I can save two spaces on my shelf. That is true, but I don't like the solid blue siding. Like I, I don't know. It just feels like it doesn't get enough attention. Although, I gotta admit, the Blu-ray disc, which you know I made a mistake on, is very good. What are you making a mistake on? On the audio track, as you oh, pointed yeah. out yesterday. So, that's, that's one thing I want to point out. We'll, we'll talk about it on Let's Talk also. But um, Blu-ray disc, DVDs, 4Ks, any disc... Where it has an option, well, any disc is generally going to have a pop-up menu at the very least. Even if the movie starts, hit the pop-up menu. Always check your audio tracks. And if it doesn't say setup or audio, hit languages, and it's going to be in languages. Now, for some reason, most of the time, discs will default to the best setting or the, the best possible audio track. But for some reason on the Austin Powers, it defaults to the Dolby Digital, where... There's also a Dolby uh, <clears throat> there's also a Dolby True HD track and that one is like 10 times better. So yeah, and I didn't know that because like you just said the DV the Blu-ray just started. Right. It started playing and I didn't think okay, probably, you know, I don't really check the tracks too much on Blu-rays unless we're doing reviews and then I check the Blu-ray tracks, but for the most part, I just assume it's it's a Blu-ray. It's probably in the best track ever that it was at the time because it's an older thing and these Blu-rays aren't that new I've had these Blu-rays forever quite some time so the fact that there is a good audio track that's surprising yeah before I start any movie no matter what I will always look for the best possible audio track on the disc it it is you gotta do that because honestly I've had many movies start in mono tracks when there's a 5.1 available I'll always go for the 5.1 if it's available even though they'll say like I'm not a historian to the point where I need to watch it with the mono track I bought the 4k for a reason I want the best of the best Right. You know. So. so the best of the best for this is this Blu-ray, and I thought it was pretty good. So these movies came out actually at the very end of VHS, 97, 99, 02. 
I guess so, yeah. I really love the I really love this movie. Mike Myers knocked it out of the park. He played two characters and he said he was inspired by guys like Peter Sellers, who was famous for playing two characters. Just a huge fan of Austin Powers, but Next week, guys, we'll be back with, and we'll be continuing in our Bond watch thrill. And as we've come to find out, you guys haven't really been enjoying Matt's, like, views of those films. And we're sorry, but yeah. we also don't want Matt to lie on here. So if Matt doesn't like it, Matt doesn't like it. You know, yeah. what are we going to do? <laughs> I'm having a tough time. I just can't wait to get past the Sean Connery. I think I'm going to like Roger Moore much more. And then I know I love Pierce Bronson, and I'm going to like the Daniel Craig's. I think you will too. I'm really looking forward to when we get there, but we got to get through them all. And I do think that it is your duty to see every single James Bond movie. Yeah, I'll you know, you got to do it at least once in your life. Sit through the rest of them. So not too many more to go. All but right. Until next time. Yep. I'm John. And I'm Matt. Thanks for joining us here on another episode of Half-Ass Movie Reviews. If you guys like this episode, please make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, search for us on all podcast services, like and subscribe to us there. After you're done with that, grab your best blue jacket. Maybe some red pants. Go out for a nice jog and tell all your friends about us, all right? We'll be seeing you around. And behave. Ooh, behave.